Women Who Code is excited to announce the Applaud Her 100 Technologists to Watch Awards. We will be honoring and highlighting 100 diverse technologists who have shown impact, innovation, and leadership in the industry. Nominations are now open. Go to code.womenwhocode.com backslash 100-technologist-2-watch to nominate yourself or another amazing technologist before it closes Tuesday, February 28th. Now back to the podcast. Welcome to the Women Who Code podcast. The wallets are, uh, especially the software wallets are, you know, quite insecure. Uh, if you talk about um, their, um, you know, the, the single source on which they are lying upon is the private key. Once this has been hacked, entire, uh, you know, um, system can get uh, disrupted. Women Who Code Talks Tech is a segment that features experts in a specific field of technology sharing their knowledge on an in-depth and highly technical subject. These talks are designed to both introduce advanced subjects and provide insight into the work being done in these fields. And now I would like to welcome Neha, the speaker for today. She's a Web3 founder and a PhD in scholar in security and blockchain technology with over 15 years of experience in the technology domain. She has worked as a head of research and development with blockchain with one of the Korean blockchain companies and spearheaded various projects in this domain. She has designed and worked on more than 25 plus blockchain products in public as well as private blockchain. She has contributed to developing several private and public blockchain-based projects and included centralized and decentralized exchanges. Neha has authored multiple courses in blockchain as well, DeFi, NFT, and Metaverse being some of the topics that she's covered. These are implemented by South African University, Mumbai University, and multiple other tech platforms in India and overseas. Welcome, Neha. Thank you for joining us today. Hey, thank you, Ravya, for having me here. And it's uh, my indeed pleasure to be here uh, on the wonderful platform, Women Who Code Blockchain. It's indeed a value um, uh, for uh, women like us um, who want to contribute uh, to the society. Um, being an intellectual, being an individual, I would also share the same dream as what you are sharing right now. So yeah, let's hope uh, that uh, something can be useful for the community. That's great. Yeah. Thank you for joining me. Okay. So let's, uh, throughout the week, we gathered a few questions from our audience about uh, blockchain securities and regulations. And we'll try to create an experience for our community wherein we get uh, your experience and your journey in the space as well. So to start with, like, how exactly did you start with your journey in blockchain and Web3 as an emerging tech? Right. right. So, um, sorry about the disturbance, but uh, um, yeah. So I started it uh, five years back when I, you know, was on the verge of deciding the, uh, you know, my PhD topic. My guide uh, asked me to explore this particular, uh, you know, domain, uh, blockchain domain, because it was quite a new and uh, a lot of uh, research possibilities were there at that point of time. So that was the first time when I thought about, uh, you know, blockchain and the domain, which is recently very, very 
popular and um, yeah everybody is talking about it um, at that point of time um, there were so many things that can that could be explored in the blockchain but i decided to move ahead with the security in the blockchain as it was my previous um, um, expertise i did my masters in 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 cryptography and all those things so that's why i begin my journey with uh, you know mastering my phd into this particular field and then um, uh, going forward i took uh, um, you know it was so fascinating and so interesting and it was really a, a technology that is uh, uh, that can be a paradigm shift so that's how i i completely into uh, indulge into this uh, exploration and then i joined um, um, a company as a software engineer and then um, um, as a researcher as well as a head of blockchain um, um, on that particular company so this is how i begin with blockchain and now i have founded my own company um, which is like trying to resolve so many things uh, in this particular use case. So that is how, <laughs> you know, yeah, I got evolved into blockchain energy. Yeah. Sounds very interesting, I think. Yeah. So like uh, we, we all know that Web3 and blockchain is like a very highly community driven technology. So like what has been the role of community in helping you grow in the space over time throughout your journey? Well, absolutely. Without community, um, you know, uh, reaching reaching to the substantial, um, um, you know, particular um, decision or any other thing is definitely impossible in this particular domain because we are having a very less literature available uh, on this domain. So the community is the one who are, you know, doing uh, going on to this journey along with you, and that is why they are facing the same challenges. That that you are facing and discussing those challenges, providing the support to each other. Uh, I think um, this is the on, only way when one can, you know, master into their field um, in the, in, especially in terms of blockchain. So I, I completely believe that few of the communities uh, like uh, Ethereum Foundation, those are some something who are really in you know, uh, took a hard step to provide um, a detailed gui uh, guidelines how to master uh, into a blockchain or something like that. So I, I really uh, admire their efforts and um, I really want um, uh, such more communities to be built so that uh, we can reach to the destination much faster than what we are thinking. Yeah. yeah, I completely agree with you. And as you very rightly said, like uh, community helps you overcome challenges in terms of exploring uh, like all of this tech. And since you're aware, like there are very limited resources for this when like all of us started into it, but like there are still people who are on the bridge as to if they should leave their web two jobs and move into web three. So there's a constant uh, kind of discussion in their heads as to take if, how they do they take that risk. So what has been that turning point for you that made you shift your entire career into the web three space? Well, um, so it's it's uh, as I told you, it's not a turning point. It's a journey that I'm I'm, I'm you know uh, going through. Uh, initially, I started with the Web two security, and then uh, completely into Web three uh, domain. Uh, so so. So as in when the world is growing, you, I'm growing. <laughs> so I would definitely not say it's a turning point. I would definitely say it's a milestone that I have, you know, achieved. Um, um, uh, getting into Web3 space is something which is, uh, um, you know, um, I think... Uh, 
most of the people are thinking to uh, indulge into uh, any kind of association in this in this era blockchain era you can call <laughs> so probably people are talking about it and that's why uh, that's why you know you're you're more keen into knowing what is happening here in this industry and let's explore more so that's why uh, you know uh, this buzz is going around so, yeah, yeah, I think definitely you need to like, especially in tech industries uh, is one space that keeps evolving like quite quickly. So I think we need yeah. to have yeah. that uh, constant uh, attitude of learning new things and adapting uh, as time goes by. Yeah. yeah, thank you for that answer, uh, Neha. And uh, one more question that we have is that what is smart contract audit and why is it important? Uh, that's a very, very basic question regarding, you know, someone um, uh, uh, who are dealing with blockchain, they, they would definitely understand that what exactly the, you know, smart contract audit is. So uh, let me give you a, a, in a, in a, in a definition wise first, and then I will explain it what it is actually. So it is just a thorough systematic inspection of the analysis of the code of the smart contract that we, you know, uh, create. Now, why why this um, uh, systematic, thorough, deep analysis um, is required? So I think, uh, you know, you all understand that only the, the way, the only way where we can communicate with the blockchain is through smart contracts. So whatever we are writing in the uh, smart contract, it is going to be communicated with the blockchain or with each other. There is no other intervention possible. So if they are the business logic is not correctly right, if there are you know bugs in the uh, in the entire design of the smart contracts, if there are many multiple security loopholes. All those things has has to be defined, has to be understood much before uh, the deployment of the smart contract on the real chain. So this is this is something which is like you know uh, very important, I guess, uh, probably uh, because you know most of the applications we are dealing right now are financial uh, applications or you know they are based on or uh, deals with financial assets or any other valuable items so if if in case if we are not um, you know doing the smart contract audits then it will definitely uh, definitely um, would be a call to hackers and it would be probably a very expensive um, you know um, case for for those who are creating those blockchains and companies who are investing into it so so uh, people will get a huge loss yeah, Definitely, yeah. agree with that yeah so like apart from financials and uh, financial assets and risks uh, financial risks being involved with the technology what are some of the uh, for some of the other security concerns and challenges around web3 as a technology application right so for other security concerns and challenges that you are uh, that you know there are a few I can remember, like, first of all, all the Web3 uh, applications, they are, you know, not doing authentication and signing when they are dealing with APIs, which normally Web2 applications are doing. So if they are not doing their authentication and uh, signing, so uh, 
so one cannot uh, you know the end users like you and me who are using that particular web page they might not be able to understand whether it is from the intended uh, web service provider or it is from the malicious um, hacker or something like that so this is a challenge which we you know one should remove there are another security concerns with respect to the wallets um the wallets are uh, especially the software wallets are you know quite insecure uh, if you talk about um, their um, you know the the single source on which they are lying upon is the private key once this has been hacked entire uh, you know um, system can get uh, disrupted so this is something uh the second um insecure digital wallet would be the second cause uh second concern third one i think uh currently like in in normal web to security we have a list of all kind of vulnerabilities listed down by you know experts and we have that database called national vulnerability database but there is no single source of truth for web3 as of now so we don't know what challenges will come in the future and uh, multiple hacks are happening we only have you know scattered information in the form of t5 threat matrix we have right we have you know um, swc registry those those are listed down that has been happened in the past or that may happen in the future but uh, what what is going to be next is something which is like uh, really not determined yet so we need some um, centralized repositories of all the three vulnerabilities at one place so that we can you know predict it yeah, yeah. okay so like uh, all of these all or most of these challenges are kind of linking to the feature of blockchain that guarantees anonymity so it's said that web3 improves data security and data privacy so like right. how does uh, that happen and would it mean compromising on customization or something like what do you think so you mean uh, like uh, uh, how you know web3 can be uh, helping in data security and uh, data yes. confidentiality and integrity what you are mentioning right yeah so i think uh, the major major reason uh, for uh, web3 to be considered as the savior of data uh, confidentiality and integrity because it is like built on the blockchain and uh, blockchain in in itself is a is a something which is a security um a, a framework or you can say it is something which is having an underlying uh, assurance of uh, you know providing the confidentiality because of the cryptographic mechanism utilized in the entire operations and also uh, the smart contracts which are like you know um, uh, no, no uh, the authorized users can only access access the smart contracts they can only access the application then we have um, you know um, immutability of blockchain and and those features are making uh, web3 as a support for improving the data security i guess and that's how i feel uh, if yeah, the, the only difference between the web2 security and the web2 and web3 is like users are having the full control of their data along with them and that is why if if users are having their data data privacy is something which is like uh, the most uh, affected uh, security parameter is can be preserved through this and um, yeah that's something 
which is mine. Yeah. And the so, next question is uh, like what you mentioned. I would sorry to cut you out, but I no. I think uh, there is another thing that you have asked remains. So this is something which is like uh, do we have to compromise on customization, right? Mm -hmm. So I guess, uh, 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 you know, we need not have to compromise it, although there are a lot of, um, you know, studies going on that how we can upgrade these smart contracts, how we can, you know, um, customize the things once they are deployed on the blockchain or once they are deployed as an application. Definitely, um, although we are not in a, a, a existing state, we are not in, in complete free flow, um, uh, you know, liberty of designing and controlling the application, Web3 application, similarly, what we had in Web2. But definitely, there are ways uh, and means in which uh, customization can be improved. Got it. Okay, yeah. so uh, like, yeah, that was a great answer. Uh, and uh, so what is your opinion about having the regulations around crypto? Like, should we have them? Should we not have them? And what is your opinion about the existing uh, discussions around regulations as well? Right. Um, so this is something which everybody is talking about, the crypto regulations or cryptos are banning. And I think... Uh, um, last year, it was uh, quite a dilemma for for Indians, Indian um, you know uh, people, uh, that whether the government will regulate the crypto or they will ban the crypto. But I think recently, this year has been a, a subsequently um, um, you know um, a very positive around this. Um, although we are not very sure that whether crypto being um, banned or something like that, but yes, first major step that government of India has taken that they have you know participated in g20 um, which is like a crypto regulation um, um, you know it's an intergovernmental forum uh, made up of, from 19 countries they are um, um, they are part they are discussing about the crypto regulations throughout the world and india is set to take over the presidency of intergovernment uh, this G20 intergovernmental group um, starting this year in December. And definitely they are having a lot of agendas in their you know, table to discuss about crypto regulation. So I think banning is definitely not uh, um, you know, uh, agenda for, uh, for India right now. So although I'm not very sure about the ongoing regulations that are going to be having, but definitely in 2023, uh, under the presidency of India, definitely there will be um, huge changes in the regulations of crypto. And I'm, I'm very positive about it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, like, uh, what do you think? Uh, should we have like some regulations around Web3 uh, applications or we should, it, uh, should we keep it entirely decentralized? What's your opinion about it? Well, definitely. Uh, I think um, so this is an obvious question. Anything which is unregulated um, is can can cause you know um, a, a threat to the con com community over a period of time. There should be something which is um, you know um, uh, regularized. Although uh, the decentralization part, I agree uh, that, uh, you know, countries who are having very small, um, you know, uh, population and low, small geographical area there, it can be managed very well. But countries like India, where, you know, we have more than 1 billion people mm -hmm. right now, um, 
unregulated things won't be acting, you know, won't be helpful for the public um, uh, right now. So I think uh, definitely um, we should go for the regulated one. And I'm, I'm quite positive about the CBDC that is, that is recently being launched uh, by India. Um, I think uh, that can be another solution um, uh, in case if we are looking for any kind of digital currency or digital coin uh, to replace cryptocurrencies. Yeah, I think yeah, it makes sense. Okay, so a few months back, the UNCD they, uh, issued a brief uh, in which they said that unrestricted crypto adoption posed a risk to developing nations. However, it is said that cryptocurrencies serve as a safeguard against currency inflation and a means for enabling transfers. So what is your opinion on this? Like uh, with UN giving such instructions uh, that it might pose a risk to developing nations is that, what do you feel about it? Again, I'm repeating, uh, definitely anything which is unregulated could become a threat in the coming future. And, um, you know, payments and settlements can be done by cryptocurrencies in a much easier uh, way. Uh, I agree to that point, definitely. But I would like to again mention that, uh, you know, um, uh, you know that particular feature of cryptocurrency can be handled with other other form of uh, you know decentralized um, um, or you can say digital currencies that governments are taking initiatives multiple governments are working for it so um, so they can also become the currency uh, the safeguard for currency inflation inflation right and um, definitely i feel that um, you know um, CBDCs and other digital currencies um, can be another option for payment and settlement, and uh, definitely development developing companies uh, countries should should think about it. Yeah, I think I think it makes sense. Okay, so would you have any recommendations for people who are looking to start in the space of blockchain? Uh, would you recommend certain resources to them or a roadmap maybe? So I think um, those who want to start their career uh, in blockchain, definitely there are many, many, um, you know, stages where they can enter into this particular field, they can become developer, blockchain developer, they can become architect, and um, um, where they can, you know, understand the core uh, development of uh, blockchain protocol. Uh, if not going into that deeper, they can also build build application on the top of that. They can become, you know, DAP developer, uh, Solidity programmer, where they can just write smart contracts and all those things. Um, there is another field which is now linked with the blockchain, which is like metaverse. They can also show their capabilities into those that particular area, which is also having a, you know, a very, very huge uh, requirement. Uh, along with that, um, um, in case of non-technical, uh, you know, entry, if you want to take, uh, then you can become a UI UX designer because this is the field, I guess, which is like compromising a lot in terms of, uh, you know, providing flexibility to the end users. The end users find the blockchain is very, you know, difficult to enter on. It is, the UI is not... Uh, you know, user friendly. So I guess, you know, people who are expert in UI UX, they can come up and provide the better solutions in this area. Apart from that, you can become community manager, content writer, graphic designer, and, and so many things are there. Uh, along with analysis, business analyst or research analyst, you can become. 
so this is the uh, your major things there from which you can enter into um, blockchain domain yeah i think the possibilities where with web3 is like unrestricted there are a lot of uh, space for everyone to join in the only thing i feel is uh, people are still very unsure of what web3 is and that's what like stopping them otherwise like everything that existed in the web2 world will also exist in the web3 world is what i feel Definitely. Thank you for listening to the Women Who Code podcast. To find out more about our mission and the work we do across the tech industry, visit our website, womenwhocode.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Women Who Code. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel with hundreds of hours of free educational videos. Just go to youtube.com backslash women who code. Thanks again for listening and remember to subscribe, rate, and comment.